We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hi. Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Erin. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. And this week we are doing a special episode for our newest $10 patron, Mike from Back to the Futurama. Hi Mike. Hi Mike. Uh, we uh, Mike upgraded his membership up to the $10 tier, which means that he got to select something for us to partake of. And then we watched it. This In this case it was a movie, which we'll talk about for a bit. Do you think anybody will ever suggest that we partake of pizza? Boy, I mean, that'd be kind of a gross episode to listen to, but like... Well, I would assume that if they suggested we partake of pizza, we would just off air try a bunch of different pizza. We would basically pizza, pizza bros, bros it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's certainly I mean, on the I table. Think Cheesecakes? I think technically the wording is a movie or whatever. Yeah. I think it's we, we're supposed to experience something because it's like movie, book, whatever. Explain this one to me. Yeah. I did that FMK all day um, submission form, and I said, choose a trio of people or whatever. Yeah. And people were trying to get us to FMK, like, staplers. Yeah. With this, we say, choose a movie or whatever, and everybody's like, yep, movie, check. Yeah, that's because... Please don't suggest we partake of staplers. That would be a really boring episode. I just pictured... We just try a bunch like of a, different brands of staplers. We're running through Office Depot. That, that music's like... And we're like, ha, 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 and we're just sort of frolicking through That would have to be a live stream. Yeah, definitely. And then Office Depot, I'm assuming, would be like, stop filming in our store like they did that one time in Hot Topic. Yeah. Did you guys know you can't film stuff in Hot Topic? Yeah. They get really mad at you if you try. Yeah. Even when you explain it's for a class project. Possibly if you're a group of high schoolers. (laughs) With a... (laughs) With a monkey. Stuffed monkey. Yeah. It's possible. But anyways, UHF. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that tangent was not completely inappropriate. Well, just just know this, that anything that we that you cut for outtakes is going to go on the Patreon at the $10 tier. So That's true. Amity and Mike can listen to it. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, we watched UHF, which stars weird Alfred Yankovic. Is that his name? Is it Alfred? Albert? I think maybe Albert. Alonzo? Alfonso? No, I have to Google what Weird Al's real name is. <laughs> I know that he's a junior. His dad is also Al Yankovic. His dad is, is he weird? Uh, no, I believe his dad's nickname is Normal Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then he wouldn't be a junior. His dad is a famous accordion player. Like, as far as accordion? Alfred. Huh. Alfred Matthew. Called it. Yeah, you sure did. I'm yeah. sorry, I interrupted you talking about the accordion. Yeah, his dad is a famous accordion player. Named Normal Alfred Yankovic? Uh-huh. Okay. N-M-Y. N-A-Y. Nay. Nay. Nay, James. That is incorrect. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this movie was from 1989. Uh And the last time I saw it, I believe I was in college. Okay. Erin? The last time I saw it was Saturday when I watched it. Sunday. Oh. When when did I watch it? I could just look at my notes. Which day was December 16th? Sunday. Sunday. The last time I watched this was Sunday. Or the first time I watched this was Sunday. The last time I watched it was... Um, finishing up at about 5.15 today, so... Cool. The last time I watched it was Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I told Kevin I had to watch a Weird Al movie, and I was trying to explain it to him, and he's like, what movie is this? I was like, it's called UHF. He's like, oh yeah, that's like a Rite of Passage movie. And I, that was what I said. I was like, really? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, everybody had to watch that movie, like, back in the 80s. Or 90s. Yeah. I guess not in the 80s, because... Right, it was super... At the end of them. Yeah. 
Um, for the, what remained of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I don't know how to do this. So we took notes, which we're also going to publish up on the Patreon. Yes. Um, I have notes. I have some topics of discussion throughout the various, at various points in the movie. Okay. Um, I guess, I mean, do you want to just give overall impressions first? Sure. Okay. That's, that's mostly what I have okay. is kind of overall impressions. Okay. So to start off, I don't get Weird Al. Okay. He's very hit or miss for me. There yep. are some things that I find, I think I, I tend to like his non-parody stuff better. Yes. So like the first Weird Al thing, and I've probably told this story on the show, but the first Weird Al thing that I was ever introduced to was Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Okay. When I did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe back in middle school, the guy playing Peter, okay. the older brother, mm-hmm. like had a bunch of us over to his house one day and was appalled that I had never heard of Weird Al. Yeah. And so he put on Harvey the Wonder Hamster as so like a, a gateway, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, let's start with this 20-second song and see how you do. What's a, it's a weird thing to start with. Especially... It might have been his favorite one. I don't know. So this is middle school. So this is 95, this 96? Summer after eighth grade. So that was 97. Summer after eighth grade. Summer yeah. of 97. Weird Al was probably as big as he would ever, ever get, maybe. Okay. He was certainly in his his second wave of Amish paradise and people liking him again after his run in the 80s. It's so weird that your friend picked one. I, I don't know Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Oh, yeah. you don't? I'm good, Harvey, though. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey the Wonder Hamster. He doesn't bite and he doesn't squeal. He just runs around in his hamster wheel. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey the Wonder Hamster. That is the entirety of the song. Okay, fair enough. I don't know why I still know the words to that song. I still know the tune, but I will refrain from subjecting you and our listeners to that. Mike, uh, DM Erin and she'll sing it for you. Will I? <laughs> hey, see, see if she'll sing it for you. I don't know. We found my one karaoke song. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Harvey the Wonder Ham? You don't? Oh, uh, dang. Yes, I can't karaoke. Ah, uh, beans. You do? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, beans. This will be over quickly, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so that is really the only time that I've ever spent any extensive time with Weird Al. I don't think I think that's the only Weird Al song that I've ever listened to all the way through. Okay, well that's a, that's an interesting place to, to to start. My experience with Weird Al, um, either Bobby Wheeland. Do you remember Bobby Wheeland? I remember the name, and I am vaguely recalling dark hair. Yes, or the other guy on the other side of me. I think his name was uh, Ken something. I've t- I've taken a picture of him and posted him on or shown him to you before. I don't remember what his last name was. Okay. Anyways, it doesn't matter. One of them had uh, the Weird Al album that was out at the time, which was called Bad Hair Day, on cassette or whatever. So I saw that. Okay. That that was my first, very first experience. But my biggest experience was he used to uh, do like on Saturdays on MTV. It would be like Al TV, where he would basically. I guess it was just sort of just like you could probably just get it on a video of him in various funny situations introducing videos of his okay all day long okay and that was and i would I, I watched that probably two or three times in my life okay so i've seen a bunch of weird owl music videos okay we've already established Inclu- including the random one stuck into the middle of this movie um, for no reason like like i said in my notes um hold on let me scroll down to it um oh man in the middle of this we get the classic beverly hillbillies video awesome Yes. So yes, including that one. Okay. Um, My note was, what is this music video? Is that what this is? I'm so confused. So it was a it was a parody of uh, a a song by the Dire Straits. Okay. Um, It was saying Romeo and Juliet. That is the only Dire Straits song that I know. 
Um, this is their this Money for Nothing is their most famous song. It's mm. it is their most fa- is the I most famous. I haven't heard of it. Right. Nevertheless, it's their <laughs> it's their most famous song. Romeo and Juliet. I feel like is a better song by quite a distance. Cool story about uh, so Weird Al. One of the cool things about him is oh, also he had a behind the music back when all the behind the musics were like. Then I did so much drugs and people that I killed and whatever and blah blah blah. blah. And Weird Al was like, "Why am I on behind the music? I've <laughs> never like- done anything." <laughs> I, I think if I took drugs, I'd just be normal. I've never done drugs. I've never had any. He's like, why are we doing this? He's like, one time I had a wine cooler and I fell asleep. Yeah. This his character in this movie. Like he's never, you know, you don't drink. I'm thinking of starting. This is like, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, in his, in his, uh, behind the music, he talked about, um, he always asked uh, artists permission to do parodies of their songs. Sure. He sort of, I think, has a track record of sort of he asks, and if they don't answer, he kind of doesn't wait for an answer necessarily. Sure. If he gets a no, he doesn't do it. Okay. Um, but So he asked Mark Knopfler, who is the lead singer and guitarist and head dude of Dire Straits, hey, um, I want to do a parody of uh, of Money for Nothing uh, about the Beverly Hillbilly. Is, is that okay? And Mark Knopfler got back to him and said, yeah, that's fine. I have one stipulation, though. And where I was like, okay, what? Mark Knopfler was like, I have to play guitar on it. And where I was like... Okay, sounds good to me. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Find twist my arm. Yeah. So, yeah, that is what I was coming to. I have I'm not super familiar with this movie. Like I said, I think I've seen it maybe maybe twice. Okay. It was on often on Comedy Central sort of when the Burbs wasn't on or no when uh when um Dragnet or uh Money Pit Money Pit wasn't on. This was also on Comedy okay. Central. So yeah, that was what I was bringing to it. So, so so his stuff honestly it's it's a lot like I think my problem is that parody is very hit or miss for me. Okay. Much like Saturday Night Live. Yep. There are sketches I really like. Yep. And there were moments of this that I really, really liked. Yes. And then there were parts that were just they they did nothing for me. Overall, I have to say the like the meat of the story of this movie I liked. Yeah. It was kind of basically Empire Records. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's this for those who, like me, had not heard of this movie yeah. prior to this. Um, it's the story of a guy named George. George Newman. George Newman, who kind of, he doesn't inherit, but like an, unc- uh, uh, an uncle owns a failing TV station and puts him in charge of it after he gets fired from his previous job for insulting his boss. Yeah. And so he manages to make this, well, he himself specifically does not manage but while he is in charge the tv station that he's in charge of kind of blossoms right thanks to this kids show hosted by the janitor yeah who is played by michael richards Richards, the guy who played kramer i will continue to call him kramer fair that is the only thing that i know him by and i keep forgetting his last name he looks when you compare this guy to Kramer, like his his whole thing in this to Kramer, and Kramer looks like the most normal person. Like he just has weird hair. In this, I don't know that I would agree that he makes Kramer look like the most normal person. But he's got like big fake buck teeth in. Yeah, he's sort of a weird. It's a weird performance to say the very very least. Yeah. But yeah, he he sort of makes the the TV station successful. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of the jokes were very funny. Yeah. In like, I got the whole Indiana Jones nice. parody at the beginning. I found the 
amusement park of signs yeah. saying, don't come in here. Very entertaining. Yeah. I got the Close Encounters of the Third Kind reference. Nice. I barely got that one. I That's literally the only part of that movie I've seen is when he's like making mashed potato art. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, so like I mean, I I got some of the references. There were probably a bunch that went over my head. That those are that plus the Gone with the Wind one at the end was yes. were, were most of the like very blatant. Okay, I figured there were others that I just didn't know the source material, so I didn't get the reference. Yeah, I think but... that's. I mean, that's those are the big ones. So I mean, overall, I liked the story. I didn't love the the kind of tropiness of Michael Richards's character. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Michael Richards. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's a nice person. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him as a person. He's he's had, a, he's had a number of run-ins where he's used poor language. Oh, okay. Then I don't like Michael Richards full stop. This, this movie is interesting because it also has Victoria Jackson who played Terry. Yeah. Who has also had problems with her use of words. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know who she is other than... She was, she was briefly on SNL. Oh, okay. Yeah. She looked like a blonde version of that chick from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow, she looks like if the chick were from Napoleon Dynamite were blonde. I think that the, I think that that girl from Napoleon Dynamite was basically uh, referencing what Victoria Jackson was actually like, was actually not, you know, was wearing because it was the fashion at the time. Okay. The girl in Napoleon Dynamite was sort of retro referencing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, So it's very interesting that Weird Al, who has had, as far as I know, no scandals. Yeah. Um, has all these people in it that are like... I mean, it also had Getty Watanabe, who was... <laughs> Long Duck Dong! Yeah, in another maybe slightly better, but still really, really bad, like... Yeah, Asian stereotype. Asian... Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to talk about... There's a joke in the movie that mm-hmm. we don't need to jump to that I was like, ugh, that is a gross joke, but it's kind of funny. Okay. Um, I felt really weird about it. Okay. So um, we can talk about that now or later. Let's Maybe talk just... about it now. So there's a part near the climax where uh, they're trying to defeat the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And the, the bad guys open the supply co- the supplies closet and all of the people who work at, lo- at um, Getty Watanabe, Cooney, I think was his... I think Cooney was uh, the his... character's name. Yeah. Everyone who worked at his, at his dojo was in was in that closet and he said supplies oh which is horrible it is but it is he was in the supplies closet so like i feel really like for a play on words funny for yes. an asian stereotype of of like a bad asian accent not funny correct for getty watanabe playing that again i i i don't know i don't know how to feel about that i mean i imagine that 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 accepting roles like that probably has a lot to do with those being the roles that are available. So if you yeah. want to be an actor yeah, and those are the roles that are available for your physical type. Yeah. Cause like, did you think that, that do you remember Raul? I bet you did. Cause he threw poodles out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, was he a bad Hispanic stereotype or was he just a Hispanic dude? I don't remember enough about the character. Yeah. Cause his, his, I have a feeling that his role, I took a note that was like, did they write this character just so he could say badgers, badgers, we don't need no stinking badgers? Because it feels, which is a reference to Treasure of the Sierra Madre, we don't need no stinking badges. Okay. Um, it felt like, I've made jokes where I'm like, all right, I need to make this joke eventually. So right. to make this joke eventually, I need to set up this character. Like, sure. I've definitely done that before. Sure. And this felt like that. Okay. So 
there was some so there are some weird tropey 80s comedy i'm using air quotes on this audio medium yeah um amid really clever visual gags and plays on words and like yes like performance based comedy that was really funny yeah i'm and i'm willing to like i'm willing to give some of the kind of gross tropey things a bit of a pass because it was the 80s yeah. like i don't give it a pass in general but i do recognize that it was a product of its time yeah. and so i might not like those particular moments but i'm not going to hold it against the entire movie because i do recognize that it was working with what it had to work with at the time that it was being made exactly like there was a little person in it mm-hmm. that i thought was used perfectly well that they used him like a like a per like you, you should yeah. use a person there were no like mini me jokes there were no like yeah. austin powers level like you know oh i'm so short or whatever i think the only joke made at his at the expense of his height was the first when clip she, of right. him so he plays the cameraman to fran drescher's um news reporter right and i use that term extremely loosely <laughs> but so you know, he goes to record her first little news segment and the angle yeah. is really weird because she's so much taller than him. Right. But other than that, there were no other that I can recall, um, like height-based jokes. The, they used the same joke that they would later use in Elf um, that you can't see him because you're not looking low enough. When my Oh, yeah. Like, she's like, I don't see anyone. And he's like, it's this. And you look down and, and oh, there he is. Right. There's that. But like... Overall, yeah. for the medium that it was in, they used him extremely responsibly. Yes. And like he was like just a he was just a character that happened to be a little person as opposed to a little person who is the butt of jokes. Yeah. Well and and that's the thing. They were both of those jokes were made at the expense of him being short, not necessarily at the expense of him being a little person. Like right. those could have those jokes could have been made about a guy who just happened to only be five feet tall. Right, exactly. Um Exactly. And they also could have been made in the reverse about a guy who was super duper tall. Like the camera angle was weird and made her look like an ant because this right. seven foot tall guy is, right. you know, or maybe he's super skinny and was standing behind a, a tree right. and she didn't see him. Right. Like, you know, I mean. Yeah, that wouldn't have been out of place either in this. Yeah. Of the cartooniness of the, yeah. of the whole thing. And yeah. actually now I'm kind of disappointed that that wasn't in the movie yeah. because that would have been really entertaining. Maybe he was there the whole time and he just didn't step maybe. out. Maybe. Oh, I bet that's in the director's cut. Probably. <laughs> or at least on the commentary. So there was a um, the guy who played Bob, um, George's friend. Yes. Um, the actor's name is David Bow, B-O-W-E. Okay. My I think my first note is, David whoa, Bowie? David Bowie's in this? I don't remember that. <laughs> my brain made that note, and then before I wrote it down, I went, oh, no, there's no I in that. <laughs> I did not make that note, because then like five notes later, I'm, I, I looked up, I was trying to look up who. Oh, uh, the guy who cuts his finger off is a yeah. is a comedian named Emo Phillips. Okay. Um. So I looked up to confirm that was him, and I scrolled up and I was like, Oh, that's oh Bow got or Bow or something. Yeah. Not Bowie. Got it. Got it. David Bowie is not in this movie. <laughs> it's like why? Why don't I remember David Bowie being in this? Movie? <laughs> right. And getting enough billing to like have his name listed in the opening credits. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just a cameo. Yeah. Exactly. But. Yeah. So, um, overall, plot-wise, you were you were good with it. Plot-wise, I was honestly, I think I would have really, really enjoyed the movie if they had cast anyone else mm. as Stanley. Mm-hmm. My issue with Michael Richards, okay, is the same issue I have with Andy Kaufman. Oh, okay. They are very similar to me in the level of uncomfortable that they make me, and mm. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but like, I don't think they're funny. 
Hmm. I am uncomfortable watching them on screen. Like they just make my skin crawl in a way that I can't really articulate. Hmm. So okay. if, if pretty much anyone else except maybe Andy Kaufman right. had been in that role, right. I think I would have really enjoyed the movie a lot more. Interesting. I think I'm not going to defend either one of them because that's a fruitless whatever. Yeah. That, there's no point in that. I think the thing that I valued from Michael Richards' performance in this um, upon seeing... I always sort of was like, he just, what, so he's just sort of a weird bucktooth dude. I think that there are, are several jokes that he makes that he's trusting the audience to understand what his character's inner thoughts are. Okay. I think that probably there are some that work better than others, but there was one where he's being fired at the very beginning mm-hmm. and he somehow the door closes with him still in the room mm-hmm. and you watch him see the closed door and you have to understand that he thinks that he's he has left the room and the door is closed behind him in that way. Mm-hmm. So then he turns and he finds he's still in the room and he's sort of like, oh, and he's sort of always jumpy. So it's sort of not, it sort of fades into the background. But in that particular case, he's like, oh God, how, what are you guys doing out here in the, oh, I'm still in the room. Okay. Yeah. I think that it was, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a weird performance. Uh, for me personally, there were, uh, better parts and worse parts. Um, but I think that there were, that it was better. Like when he was tied up, like in the in the part near the end where he uh, was kidnapped and he was sort of tied to that chair. Uh-huh. Um, I think he was doing... Th- so I think what that means is that he does a better job with being that character talking than I appreciate him being that character physically acting. Okay. Um, which, is sort, which sort of feels like a disservice to what he was going for a little bit because it feels like... It feels like if you asked him at the time or maybe even whatever, he would probably say... The physical actions are more important for this character than the verbal actions, but sure. I think I I think I preferred like that. It felt like he was too twitchy when he wasn't physically restrained for me to kind of get a bead on where he was. Do you think part of that? So the character was written to be not particularly bright, right? Like there were a lot of moments that kind of reminded me of like a Forrest Gump type thing, but not. Tasteful, yeah. If that makes sense, I think he's supposed to be a very childlike already, and that's why he's so successful as a children's television host. Sure, sure. Do you think that the physical acting didn't hit the mark for you because he was trying to do too much with a character who was meant to be very simple? Possibly. I felt like his he was again. It was it was the line like I really liked when it was like um hey. Stanley, you want to host a TV show? Okay. And like he, yeah. he like it was the like the, his comedic timing in the lines when he was doing especially when he was doing dialogue, I felt like was really good. Like yeah. like he he exchanged lines with like Weird Al um really really well. Yeah. I just think so maybe that's it. Maybe he maybe it was like he was making some decisions about what his body was supposed to be doing that he didn't necessarily need to be. Yeah. And it could be that that's part of what makes me uncomfortable about him as an actor. Because, like, I know, I mean, I've never really watched Seinfeld yeah. in large part because I don't want to watch him. And he's because doing the that. bits of Seinfeld that I've seen, I have not enjoyed when he has been in them. Because it's... it's a very physical character. Exactly. Exactly. He's, it's actually interesting. He, he's still doing the what I'm, I wonder if this changes. I feel like I wonder if he eventually calmed down because that's a young man's game anyway but yeah I wonder if he 
eventually got to more of a I can I know I can deliver my line funny and I don't have to be like spastic Kramer like oh I'm walking in the door funny isn't this a a funny joke how I'm walking in the door yeah I wonder if that got better hey if you if you're a Seinfeld person neither of us are really Seinfeld people I would like to know about the arc of Kramer's physical comedy versus his (laughs) verbal comedy so while we were talking about that I was thinking maybe like I generally prefer a more subtle approach yeah with acting. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I love Christopher Lloyd, uh-huh. who is basically exactly the same. What Christopher Lloyd seems to me, in the things I've seen him in, what he brings to the roles is it's very physical, but it's all in keeping with the character. It's not weird for the sake of being weird. Like he takes on these, like I'm thinking of like Doc Brown sure. and like Clue. Yeah. Like I feel like when he. When he does his kind of bigger overacting thing, there's a reason for it. And I feel like Michael Richards does it because that's what he does. I wonder, I feel like Christopher Lloyd also has a a dignity. Yeah. That even when, because like Doc Brown is a a disgrace Mm -hmm. and no one likes him. Well, Marty does, but that's it. Um, Stockholm Syndrome, who knows? Um, (laughs) But... He still carries himself with a, I'm a scientist, like yeah. a kind of like, you know, grasping your vest. I'm a scientist. Yeah. This is, I'm doing my serious work. I don't care what you think. I'm buying a bunch of stopwatches because I need them for my time experiment. Like Clue, same thing. Like he, there was some silliness, but he still had, even though he was doing big physical stuff, it was still with a, like, I'm this dignified dude doing this big yes, physical stuff. I'm a professor. Right. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know, I'm just sort of this weird guy and I just do these weird things and whatever. Yeah. And like, not to make this, I mean, this is basically turned into a podcast about Michael Richards <laughs> and, and not to bring it back to Andy Kaufman too much. But I think when Andy Kaufman did it, there was a, like, it's not a style I prefer. Right. But there was a reason yes, for it. Absolutely. Now, are you thinking specific? What when you think of Andy Kaufman? I mostly think of Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. Sure, I remember but also that f- movie we went to that I thought was not what it was, yeah. and I was ready to leave ten minutes in. It's and one I of sat there for the whole thing. It's one of the, my my most embarrassing um, cultural interactions with you. Because I think that my attitude was, why don't you like this? This is awesome. And I don't think that's a... I, I, I don't think I've had that before or since. Because especially with you, I don't... It's not it's not a valuable conversation to have. But it's also not a valuable conversation to have with anyone. And that's sort of been... it's it That was sort of the, the, the exception that proved the rule that I've tried to live by. Which is, you didn't like it? Okay. Well, and I think the problem with that is that we all went to see it. And I thought I was going to see a Jim Carrey movie. Right. And I didn't realize that it was based on a true story right. about this guy whose work I was only vaguely familiar with and what I was familiar with I didn't care for. Sure. And every, like, I went to see it with you and Brew, right? It was, was it just me and Brew? Did Lisa go? Lisa may have gone. But, like, everybody else in the group really enjoyed it because you all knew what you were getting into. Right. If I'd known what I was getting into, I would have refrained from going because right. I would have known it was not something I would have enjoyed. Right. So I think you being like, why didn't you like that? It was awesome is because I was the only one in the group who didn't like it. And right. I was so clearly, I think nobody else realized that I didn't know what I was getting into, yeah. including me until all of a sudden the movie starts and I'm like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I did not know what yeah. this movie was. Yeah. So I don't blame you too much for that because I don't think that you were a jerk about it as much as it was just all of you being like, 
that movie was so good. And I was like, I didn't get it or like it. Yeah. And you guys were all like, but it was so good. Right. Which is, you know, we were, it was high school. We were yeah. 17 and yeah. yeah. My opinions on that movie have not changed sure. at all. Sure. But but I think that but I, I think that you're you're right about Christopher Lloyd having a dignity to him, and I think that Andy Kaufman had a I won't necessarily say dignity, but there was a purpose. He he was laughing at you. Yes, <laughs> like Andy Kaufman was in on a joke that no one else was in on. Right, which and I think is part of what I don't like about him because it makes me feel stupid. He no. I feel stupid watching Andy Kaufman perform. Yes, and, and I do not like feeling stupid. I think that that is a I think that is unfortunately what he's going for yeah i don't think michael richards does that i don't think so well he i think his stand-up stuff is a little bit worse but well i okay i don't know his stand-up stuff i literally only know kramer and this movie i think off the top of my head right but i think that's probably it i don't think he tries to make me feel stupid and he doesn't make me feel stupid i'm just uncomfortable watching him he just has a style that i don't yep prefer i did actually really like weird al in this i yeah and to to bring it back around this is a good segue this is a really good segue because i feel like so um the weird Weird al or george's attempt at hosting uncle nutso's whatever Uh uh-huh i didn't like the first time i didn't think it was funny the like the first time when he was trying to be like whatever and and no one was enthusiastic about it yeah i did think it was hilarious when he'd just been broken up with uh-huh. and he still had to do Uncle Nutso's Funhouse. Yep. And he was just the most depressed. Yeah. That was really, really funny. Yes. Um. Yeah, I thought Weird Al was really good in this and I thought he is a, like, he was a buyable leading man, mm-hmm. which I don't think you could have sold me on, bef- like, it, like, sight unseen, I don't think you can sell me on Weird Al as a buyable leading man. <laughs> right. But he was like, I cared about his story. And yeah. I, like, he was... He felt relatable and stuff in ways that, like, I don't think Weird Al normally does. But, I mean, like, nowadays he's on talk shows and stuff and whatever, but... Is this the only movie he's done? I think this is possibly the only, like, movie movie. Movie movie. Okay. I was going to say, because I'd be interested in seeing him in a movie where he can do his kind of funny, like, he's building things out of mashed potatoes, like, little mini bits. Yeah. Without the, and now a music video. And, and I, the weirder, like some of the the weirder, like I could have done with, I could have done with the Stanley character just being, there would be no plot if he wasn't there. Right. But like, I didn't care about him, even though he was kind of a main character and he was supposed to be sympathetic. I, I just wanted to watch George go about his day trying to save this this TV station. Like when he went, when he had the package, <laughs> when the other, t- the, yeah. the flourishing TV station's package comes to, um... U- 62 62 his yeah. tv station he's like oh well i'll just take it over there yeah, and then i'll the get to yeah and i'll meet the competition and so he walks in and he's being all nice and friendly and like you can tell it's not gonna work because we've <laughs> seen a scene where the boss is at that other tv station is just the worst yeah but like he's he was so endearing when the guy starts yelling at him and he's like but i was oh yelling at him about stealing mail and he's like but i'm delivering it yeah i'm not stealing it i they yeah, brought I'm it gonna... to the, they brought it to the wrong, and I and I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm not taking, I'm giving. Right. <laughs> like I, I felt, really felt for him in that moment. I, I think that when I think of bosses, I think of that that man. Uh huh. The bad guy, basically. In yeah. This. My like caricature of a bad boss is him. Yeah. Mean, cruel, st- like stupid. Yep. 
um entitled yeah entitled like um merciless like mm-hmm. oh i found this thing well it's your fault that whatever you know like yeah always think always trying to like get people like i don't think that i've ever had a boss like that but i think when i have problems with authority figures it's because they've done something that has put them in this mold yeah i was going to say that uh weird al's music videos are actually quite full of like him doing many bits and stuff um but we've already talked about music videos not being your thing yeah and i worry that because he does parodies i would not get a lot of the references Mm. because i don't know a lot of music Right. So I feel like if I already don't love music videos and I don't listen to much music, anything that is parodying existing music videos is probably going to not uh, hit the mark for me because I, f- I just won't get it. For this, and this and this is not me convincing you to watch a weird yeah. music video, but just as a point, as, as sort of a, a, a little period at the end of this, I think that it's funny because his music videos do have lots of references to the music video they're parodying, but they also have visual illustrations of what his song is about okay so like he he some of these have not aged well he did a song called fat based on bad by michael jackson okay i don't know that song okay the joke is that he's fat okay and he eats a lot cool so there are things in the music video that are references to the bad music video and there are things that are reference that are jokes about him eating a lot okay Similarly, there are there's a there's a song that's a parody of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Okay, called "Smells Like Nirvana." Um, I have heard of that one. Yeah, where the second verse is just him mumbling, <laughs> and in the music video, like marbles are falling out of his mouth. <laughs> okay, now see that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because I know the source material. Right. right. Um. So yeah, he's like <laughs> so like the joke being you can't understand. Whatever. Right. Um, like Amish Paradise is a play on gangsters. Right. Gangsta's Paradise. Correct. Yes. Which is not, is a song that I am aware exists. You know why I know that one? Because you're a big fan of Dangerous Minds? No. Okay. It was from the soundtrack to the Michelle Pfeiffer movie, Dangerous Minds. Oh, I've never seen that. Me neither. I thought you were referencing the band that did it. I was like, I thought it was Cooley Hour. No, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's because in Spectrum, when, do you remember the pencil sales in middle school? Yes. Yeah. So that was a Spectrum project and somebody really somebody in the class really wanted to put gangsta's paradise on one of the pencils because they thought everybody would buy it yeah how'd that work out for i them? mean some people did yeah but that that is that right there that is my knowledge of i don't think i've ever heard the song i think that amish Par- to, to know that i was hearing the song right. i'm sure i've heard it but i think that amish paradise uh relies more heavily on uh amish culture okay than it does on the music video so it might actually be. A, I know more about Amish culture than I know about Coolio's entire oeuvre. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, anyways, that that's just um, that's just a, a thought. Is yeah. that it's interesting that he does both. Yeah. Reference. Um, this movie reminded me a lot of Airplane, which um, I have also not seen. And I surely you knew that. I well, okay. That's the only reference that's, I know. <laughs> I did. I did know that. Now let's move on. Um, <laughs> So um, I'm sorry to everyone who had to listen to that, but also I'm really not. So there were lots of um, like the visual, ga- like the um, the construction signs mm-hmm. are a very airplane sort of thing where it's like yeah. normal, 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 and then the camera pans and suddenly you're like, wait, 
that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That sort of thing is, is a very, or like flinging something or like when he put the package down when, when he got it mm-hmm. and it went like yeah. the sound of glass breaking, random Foley effects are very airplane-y. And then every time somebody picked it up, you could hear the glass clinking exactly. inside. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is weird because like airplane, I like it. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. There are some really funny things. Again, the visual gags are fine. I like the word stuff, but maybe yeah. that, that could be, that's possibly just me. Let me oh, like like uh him like the 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 Sherpa or not the Sherpa because they weren't going up a mountain but like the the guy that went with him in the Indiana Jones thing getting mm-hmm. hit by the train yeah is a very uh, airplane sort of thing because it's like two tropes colliding. yeah I really liked um the spatula world um commercial me too the in- the concept <laughs> of an entire warehouse that only sells spatulas and the kids being so excited to go to spatula world and spatula, get a new yeah, spatula. spatula city yeah exactly spatula city yeah so, sorry. we sell spatulas and that's it <laughs> i love it yeah that whole that whole segment just had me giggling yeah that that i, I really like the commercials a lot yeah stuff like that really amuses me yeah can we talk just for a second about conan the librarian sure so my experience of Conan the Librarian is that it was a cartoon little short thing on an episode of Reading Rainbow that I used to watch where okay. Conan was this big, scary, barbarian type guy and he, the kid had to approach him to get a library card. And okay. he, he forged the library card out of steel and it was a very like sort of anime, sort of like shing, like light gleaming mm-hmm. off the steel library card and whatever. And this library card gives you power. You know, sure. Reading Rainbow type stuff. Um, so when I saw this... And remember that Conan the Librarian was something in this too. I was like, well, which came first? Which sure. Reading Rainbow or, or UHF? Well, there's an entire Wikipedia article about the pun Conan the Librarian, which has been used many, many, many times. Really? Starting with Monty Python in okay. the 70s. That tracks. Then uh, you can't do that on television. Okay. Then a Canadian radio sketch show. Then, um, a re- then Reading Rainbow. Then I guess they made a, a cartoon. Do you know the, the, the comic strip Mother Goose and Grimm? I vaguely, I, I'm aware of it. I'm kind of vaguely recalling the art style. Yeah. I don't think it was one I ever read, but I remember seeing it when I would read the comics. It was in an episode of that. Okay. Then UHF. Oh, okay. As a corollary, there was um, a variation section of this Wikipedia article in which there are two different properties known as Colin the Librarian. Which okay. I, which That's, I, wait. Yeah, exactly. Wait. You've, you've now made the math jump that I made earlier this afternoon. Yeah. Um, 1993. Hi, kids on bikes. Hi, kids on bikes. And then in 2012, a separate work also known as Colin, the librarian. So there's And the funny that. thing is, I don't think that was what no, Dan it, was doing at all. I think he had a supporter named Colin yeah. and he had an NPC who was a librarian and he mashed them together. And it just so happens he tapped into this long tradition. <laughs> Good job, Dan. Um, I thought Gandhi 2 was really funny. Uh-huh. Um, um, yep, that made me laugh. I especially liked him hopping out of the sports car. That, that, that was yes. my favorite part. Um, okay, now a special mini edition of Would You Munch? Oh, okay. Um, hot dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um let me get through it first <laughs> so, so gross. in this movie no. weird al cuts open a twinkie puts a hot dog in it and then sprays easy cheese on it and then actually eats it and now that was a bun that was there's no way that was a twinkie you don't think so i think they cut away and then they, that was not a twinkie but then he also dips it in milk so oh. <laughs> 
I don't remember that. I think I had looked away from the screen. As soon as as soon as what I thought was a Twinkie with a hot dog in it went for like started being raised to his mouth, I looked away. Now, a hot dog with easy cheese on it, sure. Okay. I would try that. Easy cheese on a Twinkie. That's a big old miss for me. Twinkie <laughs> dipped in milk. Yeah. So there's I'm a... not a big fan of Twinkies or milk, but that's right. a combo that like I can see the value in that. Yeah. I I would I would attempt to munch that. I would munch Hot dog, no, Twinkie, you wouldn't, easy cheese no. milk. I would try it. No, you would not. Not in my house. Okay. Not anywhere near me. I don't ever want to hear about I don't even want a text that says, hey, I tried the thing. Okay. Done. Please, please do not text me to say I munched. And <laughs> I, then I vomited because it was awful. I promise I will never. Please uh, never text, text me I, I munched. munched. <laughs> just for just a, Just uh, for a number of reasons. Um, yeah, no, actually, one of my notes is, holy shit, he's actually eating a Twinkie hot dog combo hork. <laughs> um, Followed immediately by Fran Drescher, exclamation point. Yeah, uh, who is, like, super hot. I didn't. She's re- always been super hot. I she just... I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. She has sort of a Janice thing going on. Yeah. Um, well, she was... Like, she was Janice she's, Janice. she's mostly known for the nanny. Yeah. And she was wearing ridiculous clothes and played up as being kind of dumb and overly made up and stuff. But yeah. no, she's a very attractive woman. Definitely. And she, when she uses her normal voice. Yeah, right. Like, because her normal vo- voice is the the nanny voice, but toned down. Like, right. she really took it up a few notches for the nanny. Yes, exactly. To the point where I have to think that she was just constantly, like, guzzling hot tea with honey. Yeah. Because that cannot have felt good. No. For her to maintain that voice on set all day. Or she has a trick... Or maybe made muscles happen? <laughs> Throat muscles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She beefed up her vocal cords. Exactly. How do you work out your throat muscles? Um, it's, I feel like it's more like sinuses. Like, did she yeah. just, like, shove a kazoo up there? Oh, maybe. Is that what it is? Maybe. Did, did, did she just, like, surgically implant the, the kazoo noise part of a kazoo somewhere in her? That seems like probably the simplest answer. Probably. Um, it's way easier than throat muscles. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I really related to uh, after Stanley has the very successful TV show, he says, do I still get to be a janitor? I'm super related to that because mm-hmm. I feel like so often like it's like you're super successful at this. Okay, well, my passion's over here. Yeah. Can I still do that? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Well, that's my passion. Right. So I super related to that. Um, I didn't. Part, part of I didn't love the, you know, why would you want to be a janitor? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, I guess it's not for, for me. I never, I never really got janitor shaming in this. I thought I got like, whoa, this guy's super into it. But like, I don't think Weird Al was ever like. No, Weird Al wasn't. Cause when Stanley was like, can I still be the janitor? George was like, yeah. Yeah. Why not? But I, so I didn't feel like George was janitor shamey, but I yeah. did feel like the movie Maybe was the movie janitor was a shamey bit. a little. I don't think it intended to be. I think no. it was just like, oh, we've got this character who's a janitor and he's also a big dummy. Yeah. And like, I, the whole yeah. character felt gross to me. Wheel of Fish is a is a very classic uh, weird, this, this movie. Like when you talk to people about this movie, a lot of times people will just cut right to Wheel of Fish. That there was nothing in the box that she picked like do you want the fish or the box and she uh-huh. picked the box and there was nothing in it i feel like she still wins maybe she does um but that was really really funny to me like that was like that's a that's a really funny joke nothing you're so stupid <laughs> like again bad asian stereotype but yeah. the 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 uh, the reveal that there was that she picked 
that nothing. Yeah. Like you, you win nothing. You get you lose. You you can either choose the prize that you can see or right. the mystery prize, which is nothing. Right. Yeah. Uh, the first poodle that Raul threw out the window looked exactly like Molly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry nervously walking through the hall of balloons is every woman being courted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. I had a note about that too. Um, I found that super sketchy. It was so scary. It was. She seemed delighted by and charmed by it. Eventually. She seemed confused and then charmed. Yeah. I thought that it was super creepy, and I really wish that he had not continued to pursue her, but that if they were going to give him his happily ever after at the end, I wish that she had seen his success, realized that he had been... The reason he stood her up on her birthday is because he was trying so hard to succeed at this job. Yeah. And it wasn't a reflection on her or their relationship right. at all. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would have been better. Um, less less funny. Yeah. But. Not that this partic- was particularly funny. Yeah. Um, I have one last note. When the the people have uh, Stanley captive, mm-hmm. um, there's a dude playing jacks. Okay. And he's bouncing the ball with one hand and grabbing the jacks with the other. And I'm pretty sure that's not how you play jacks. No, it's not. Because I think the thing of jacks is you're supposed to grab it with the hand that catches the ball. Is that? I think so. So it was really bugging me because I was like, that's not how you play jacks. I've never played jacks, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing is you bounce it and see how many you can grab. Right. And catch the ball before it hits the ground. Same. Yeah. I think that's what it is too. So anyway. And it's supposed to all be with one hand. yeah, Yeah. That guy's not playing jacks right. So you can do whatever you want with the other hand. <laughs> My only other significant note is that um, the whole like Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse or whatever yeah. reminded me so much of every stupid YouTube channel my kids watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, my Kaylee especially will sit there and just like if you give her access to YouTube, she will just sit there and scroll through. And it's all like, like if Weird Al had done an unboxing video, I yeah. would not have been the least bit surprised. Well, and, and if this movie had been made now, he would no. have done an yeah. unboxing video. Yeah. Um, I had one more question about uh, if you were to start a TV station, what would you show on it? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Nothing involving Twinkies or hot dogs. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. So we'll or clowns. That, cross that off. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that was Bob in the clown costume. Yeah. Even though his name was Bobbo. I was like, yeah. who the fuck is... Oh, right. Oh, right. It's the other character in this in this movie. He he was... I kept thinking... Like, he reminded me so much of John C. Riley. Okay. Okay. And I don't know why. He didn't really look like him. He didn't act like him. But for some reason, I kept thinking, if they made this movie now, that would be John C. Riley. Huh. Interesting. Huh. His hair... I have a note that says, like, boy, his hair is something else. Yeah, it sure was. Like, Weird Al's hair is something else anyway, but yeah. at least he, that's his brand. Yeah. This guy was like, you could very easily go get a haircut. Yep. And you should super easily go get a haircut. Yep. I just realized what I would put on my TV station. Okay. Just all, always the spatula commercial. Yep. Okay. Just on a 24-7 loop. Yeah. My, my TV station would probably fail. Maybe. Maybe I'll start a YouTube channel. That's just the spatula commercial? <laughs> it's just the spatula commercial. <laughs> 10 hours of spatula commercial. Wink. I think that's all I had. Yeah. I, I think I enjoyed this movie more than I remembered enjoying it. Um, I think it's different to watch it alone than it is to watch it with someone who's super stoked about having you watch it. Yeah. Because, which can be kind of, like, I hate that it can be kind of annoying to have someone be like, see, did you, oh my God. Yeah. It, like, there were things that I laughed at that, and then there were things that I was sort of like, yeah, amputation, weird. I think part of it is that when you're watching it with someone who really likes it, you feel pressure to also yeah. 
like to, to give them the reaction that they're hoping for. The very first note that I have is that we were only a few seconds into the burger place scene yeah. at the very beginning. And I can already see how his love of Weird Al has influenced Mike's like vocal inflections mm. and like the way he smiles. Is that, <laughs> is that weird to say? Like he and that's Weird so Al funny. have a very similar smile. Oh, that's and I so don't know if that's just because that's the way their faces are made or if it's a specific smile that Weird Al has that Mike has adopted without, with or without meaning to. I don't that's know. So funny. That's very interesting. But yeah, I can like I can see like because I I didn't have enough like any real Weird Al background before, sure. so I'm like I know Mike likes Weird Al, but that doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I can see kind of the same way. Like I'll notice like like uh, Griffin inflection seeping into my own voice. Sure. In certain ways, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I see the the Weird Al inflection. In Mike, yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we watched it. Yeah, I apparently it's a rite of passage. Well, now so, we've now we've done that rite. Of so passage. I've I've done I, I have written that. That's not what the kind of rite that means. Now we are adults. Yep, I'm a grown up Al, now. Adults. I'm a real boy. Aw, look at you. Aw, did you just say adults? Nope. Let's move on. James. <laughs> we have social media, social media. Oh, James. <laughs> 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 we have a Facebook group called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You should join. I think Mike's in there. So go say, hey, awesome episode. Yeah, you, you made them watch this movie. Well, he didn't make us watch this movie. I mean, te- he did. We and- could have said no and asked him to choose something else. That's fair. But and break that little heart. I know. Aw, look at that little face. Yeah. What if we were looking at a picture of Mike right now? That would be weird. Yep. Um, we also have a Twitter. Yep. It is at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Do you like how every week I jump right on that so I don't have to decide what the F stands for? James, what do you think the F stands for this week? Flying saucers? No. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. That's specifically what the F don't stand for. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about when that guy went back to his own planet. Philo. His name was Philo. There we go. Yes. Dude, he... He was awesome. You know General Hospital? Uh, Yeah. You remember... It used to be Corporal Hospital. You remember in the 80s, there was like the whole thing with like Luke and Laura's Luke and Laura, wedding? yeah. That's Luke. That's the dude that played Luke? That's the dude that played Luke. Yeah. I looked him up because I was like, I swear I've seen this guy. Like, I swear I've seen this guy in something. Turns out I haven't. I have just seen him in photos from the episode where Luke and Laura got married. Huh. Because it's a thing that I guess I've seen. I don't know why I've it's seen photos of it. It's a classic television moment. It's a classic yeah, te- yeah. television moment. Yeah. But yeah. That's so funny. So whoever I thought he was is not who he was. Huh. But he is Luke it from was General weird. Hospital. Wow. Unless there was another Luke on General Hospital. No, there's no way. Who was in like 4,000 episodes of it. There's no way that there's that's no, true. There's no way that that's true. <laughs> Unless. I mean, it is a soap opera. It's entirely possible that Luke, that he was, did you just say it could be a fluke? <laughs> Damn it, James. I was going to say. I'm trying to a, save some of these for your edits. <laughs> Stop it's... picking up what I'm laying down so quickly. <laughs> we have uh, individual Twitters, which are individual Twitters. Is that something? That's usually what we say. Well, we usually we say we're individually on Twitter. There we go. We're individually on Twitter. I am at Unabashed James. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We have a Patreon, which is why we're what, which is what brings us together today. Yes. Um, Patreon. Um, Patreon.com. Thank slash you for un- doing that. If you didn't, I was going to. <laughs> you're welcome. Patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed. Today's episode is brought to you by the $10 tier. Yes. $10 tier. Make us watch something or eat pizza. Let's go to $10 tier city. Ten, t- we yeah! sell $10 tiers and nothing else. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Dad, can we go to $10 tier city? We sure can, kids. Buy nine, nine $10 tiers. Get the $10 tier for one penny? What? That doesn't know. make any sense. Nope. We also have a merch store. <laughs> Cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed. It's still a meme. Yep. I'm so excited for our live stream. Yes. Let's talk about the live stream. Okay. So the live stream is happening on this Friday, yes. the 21st, which if you are listening to this episode the day it comes out, is today. It's today. If you're not listening to it the day that it, came out, comes, that it comes out, you missed it. Oh, no. You missed it. Too bad. You can go watch it not live. Yes. It's going to be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is uh, 5.30 on the West Coast and 1.30 in the morning UTC. Yes. Um, sorry, Liz. Yeah, sorry. But again, you can watch it later. Yes. Or you can make a, make an evening of it and like drink a bunch of coffee, take a, take a disco nap, and then join us. I have... One thing that Aaron knows about that I need to go shopping for. Yes. And one thing that I want to ask that I want to have a sort of discussion about. And I thought I thought of another thing. And then we have another thing. That is, I have picked up, yes. Cool. So we yes. have some stuff planned. And also stuff goes goes crazy. Like we don't know how to use the internet. Or sometimes the dogs decide to attack each other in the middle of the live stream. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen. All right. That's going to do it. Um, we are not... Going to have an episode uh, next week. Yes, because we record on Tuesdays, and Tuesday is Christmas Day, and I think our families would not be happy with us. Sure. But so, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrated. Happy Candle Nights. Happy Candle Nights, everyone. Um, Happy uh, very belated Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy. If, If you celebrate Hanukkah, that was like most of a month ago. Yeah. But still, I apologize for missing it, it at the time. Yeah. Happy Yule. Happy Yule, sure. Happy Yule Brothers. Go listen to Finish It. You should listen to Finish It. You should. And so we will see you. If we don't see you on the live stream, we'll talk to you in 2019. Yes. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? You can find Jamie and his band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. Thank you also to the famous Emily Cardamus, who did our logo art. She has um, lots of podcasts and all sorts of stuff that you can follow her and, and re- hear about on her uh, Twitter handle, which is at Corrupted Gem, or on Tumblr at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com. I think that's going to do it. Yep. This has been a very weird episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. Unalbashedly Obsessed? No. Um, no. I mean, you, tr- <laughs> you keep trying. And I keep succeeding. It's like I can't, I I can't help but hit the bullseye. Um, I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. Especially pennies that are worth two thousand dollars yep they kill channel eight mm-hmm. Did it. Yep. oh sorry spoilers for uhf <laughs> <laughs>